0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? I'm back with another video today, and I want to talk about what I call playing the game when it comes to print-on-demand, and I'm going to tailor this discussion to the four major platforms, the four major print-on-demand money-making opportunities in my mind. I know some people would consider uh, Shopify print-on-demand being amongst the top options. To me personally, it's just not something that I believe in as strongly. Not that it isn't viable. I just think there's a lot more work involved in being successful running a Shopify print-on-demand store than if you just lean on the alternatives, which is to carve out online real estate on the major platforms that already have uh, trust in their brand from customers and they bring in a lot of organic traffic. So what I wanna talk to you in this video about are sticking to the fundamentals that I believe you cannot skip, you cannot cut corners on if you wanna be successful with print on demand in 2021 and beyond. So if you're uh, interested, let's get started. Real quick before we get started, just wanted to remind you I'm running a weekly print on demand giveaway you can enter for free using the link in the description. This week sponsored by Merch Titans, Upload Automation, Merch Ninja, Research Tools and All Sunsets Premium Sunset Graphics. Right next to that link, I've got a link to my free print on demand 8-day mini course and my print on demand Facebook community if you guys want to check those out as well. So let's talk about playing the game when it comes to Amazon Merch and I'm talking about Amazon Merch first because in my book, this is the best money-earning opportunity when it comes to print-on-demand. We're selling Prime-eligible products on the world's largest e-commerce marketplace to the largest base of Amazon Prime customers. And it's virtually all upside, little to no downside. Like, we get paid out a royalty, and we don't have to worry about scaling. Amazon does the customer service, the printing, the fulfillment, the shipping, etc. All of that's taken care of for us, and we just get paid out a royalty. So it's a pretty incredible opportunity. Most of you guys already know that, but when it comes to playing the game, when when it comes to the ball being in our court and what we control, and what another part that's awesome about Amazon merch is that they don't give us too much to worry about. Like some of the other opportunities I'll talk about, we have more decisions to make. We have more of a burden, you know, we have more things that we must get done to establish a presence. And really make some sales, you know, really establish an optimal presence on a platform. With Amazon Merch, we only have to worry about a few things. And doing those few things to the best of our ability to me is what I consider playing the game. And I don't think you're going to achieve a high level of success if you cut any corners. So let me talk about what I mean. Niche selection probably belongs somewhere at the top. Because if you jump into a print-on-demand product niche, let's just call it t-shirt niche. We'll talk about t-shirts. If you jump into a niche that's highly saturated, then regardless of how good your design is, regardless of how good your SEO, your search engine optimization is, your keywords, it doesn't matter. You may never get to see the light of day on page one. And if your game plan is to rely on customers going to page two, or better yet, page three, or even worse, page four, five, six, seven, eight, if that's your plan, it's not a good plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you can't prove me wrong once in a blue moon, but why not just look for sub niches, long tail keywords that are open for you know new entries to enter and uh, generate some visibility? So niche selection is really going to matter. And that also, I just talked about long tail keywords. I think those are two closely correlated things when it comes to establishing yourself on amazon and i know you guys are going to say oh but all the niches are tapped and uh, you know not all the niches are tapped and certainly not all of them are created equal when you perform a keyword search on amazon in the top left corner it says x results you know it'll say like one, one through 48 results of and then it gives you a, a big number so it might say of 500 of 1000 of ten thousand, etc pay attention to that and um you know, refine your keywords. Don't just type in like funny cat shirt because it's not going to give you an accurate projection of how many results there actually are. Design, another huge one, guys. And I'm not going to tell all of you to spend the next uh, three months becoming professional graphic designers. Just be practical here. If your goal is just to make money, then look yourself in the mirror right now and say, hey, am I a good graphic designer? Or am I a great graphic designer? Because even being good, it's like, keep in mind with amazon merch a lot of times you're going to be competing with when it comes to graphics professional graphic designers professional or or people using professional quality graphics if you're planning on entering a niche with the fifth best product like why why bother right like in my mind at least why bother so leave the design to the experts if you're not a good designer it's okay just remember that factor that into your decision making create text-based designs or use a service like All Sunsets which I think it's still pro- it's the 29th of December they should still be running an annual or not they should still be running the deal cuz I think they said through the end of the year where instead of $27 for an annual license a one year license I think it's like $19 for the whole year so it's like a dollar and change so I'll put a link in the description if you want to check them out I use them in like The vast majority of my, I mean, I got tiered up in August, so I had to essentially come up with 90,000 new designs in a couple months, and I used all Sunsets in more than half of the new designs that I created. So, you know, you don't have to use them, but I'm just saying, that's what I've been using. I like them. The Sunset stuff sells really well, and design, it matters. If you're not good at creating original designs, leave it to the experts, or don't use designs. Don't use graphic assets, just do text. When it comes to tier-ups versus profitability, Early on, focus on tiering up your account, scaling up your account so that you can occupy more online real estate. Who's gonna argue that occupying more online real estate on e-commerce marketplaces with things for sale is not gonna make you more money? Of course it's gonna make you more money. In theory, at least, unless your niche selection's bad, unless your keywords suck, unless your designs suck, you know what I mean? Play the game, it's full circle. And delay profitability. And then once you're in tier 500, 1,000, probably that range start optimizing for profitability and you know you can try to do it before then but you know in my mind like there are people on amazon i don't think the average amazon customer is that really that worried about how much they spend but i think that there's definitely some that are savvy and so coming in with a really low price point can be to your benefit not always obviously it's all it's all dependent right it's a lot of variables all right and your profit margin again I like delaying profitability. One thing I'm going to be experimenting with in the near future in 2021 is increasing my profit margins, and I will report back. That's why you should subscribe to my channel, and uh, you know, on the first of the month or second of the month, I'm going to keep doing these income reports to give you guys insights into how my businesses are doing. All right, Amazon Seller Central. So if you're wondering the difference between Amazon Merch, which is an Amazon-run special portal to sell on Amazon, even though all the listings are actually sold by Amazon, not sold by us. So it's, you know, again, that's why we get paid out the royalty. When I say Amazon in this context, I mean seller central and don't sleep on seller central. Just last month in November, I took my, you know, and when I say seller central, that's what's typically used with like Amazon FBA. When you think seller central, at least me, I think FBA, but I got smart and I was like, hold up, I'm already selling FBA. I can list FBM third party print on demand products through the same account and make another source of income. Like a light bulb goes off. Ding. Of course I'm going to do that. Just last month in November, I made over $3,000 profit in addition to my FBA from selling print on demand products through Seller Central. So it's just something that y'all should be doing. Even if you're not doing FBA, you should be selling through Seller Central. Now with Seller Central, unlike in Amazon Merch, Amazon Merch, we don't control the, th- the thumbnails. Seller Central, we do. So if we want to, we can make custom thumbnails. However, we have to adhere to Amazon's rules and they want the thumbnails to have a white background, which limits us quite a bit with what we can really do with the thumbnails. So personally, I don't think it's worth slowing down because remember, your time's money. With print-on-demand, you know now how to monetize your time. Your time is money. I don't think it's worth slowing down to create custom thumbnails for Amazon given the constraints. So I crossed out thumbnails. I also crossed out ads. I don't think you need to be running ads for print-on-demand products. That being said... I've done it in the past. It's not like I haven't done it. Of course, I mean, I do it also just to like report back and give you the results. So I don't just say these things in theory, but I give you like actual, speak to my experience. But when I do run ads, it's typically when the product has validated itself or when I think there's gonna be massive demand and massive upside because regardless of if a sale on Amazon comes through an organic sale or an advertised sale, a sale is a sale. So whatever keywords the customer searched for, if they clicked an ad or they clicked not an ad, search, find, buy directly translates into the Amazon algorithm saying, okay, that listing performed really well when that customer searched those keywords. And then all of a sudden you start to rank on those keywords, whether it's through an ad or not. So it's like ads can be effective, but print on demand, the margins tend to be pretty slim. I mean, I'm all about ads for FBA on demand not as much and also again time is money it takes time to run ads so with by the way with amazon merch i have a software that can automate uh running ads as well as kdp so if you guys are interested i do talk about those in my course um but also i mean i'm sure you could probably google search it there's 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 options i've seen multiple tools um but i have tutorials in my course uh quantity i think quantity of products on seller central given that what's the barrier of listing new products it's nothing it you know, next up, we're going to talk about Etsy on Etsy. We pay per listing on Amazon. We get a GTIN exemption, GTIN exemption. We don't have to pay per listing. So use that to your advantage. List a bunch of new products. I run this software called POD turbo. You've heard of me. Yeah, if you're new, if you're not new to the channel, you've probably heard me mention it before. Every day I get an email that says POD turbo, we uploaded 200 new products to seller central to you for you today so it's just on autopilot literally i'm asleep it's uploading products to seller central i'm getting minimum 200 a day done plus before i started using that software i was manually uploading products like all day all night you know not all night but (laughs) i gotta sleep sometime but i I had done something i wish i had the actual number written down i had done at least no less than like fifteen thousand products manually i mean i'm a dedicated person when i get going even before I was doing YouTube. Now it's like easier to get motivated because I'm like, oh crap, I got to do the income report. I can't let my income dip too low. But um, through GearBubble, through Printful, I'd pushed at least 15,000 products. But I did that over the course of, um, it was at least two years, probably like two and a half years. So there was also some time buffered in. But also keep in mind, I was working as a web developer. I sit at a computer all day. It's not, it's not as hard for me to do, right? If you don't work at a computer all day, would I expect you to do that? Of course not. Um, but it's like, exploit your edge right if my edge is that i'm at a computer all day all right well i'll do that uh and then replicate amazon merch at a minimum guys if you're an amazon merch seller and you're like ryan stop talking about seller central i'm not on seller central talk about etsy heed my advice if there's one thing we learned from 2020 and amazon merch it's that they can shut amazon merch down what if they shut it down permanently where would you be if you're crushing merch and then tomorrow it's shut down it's not your business. It's Amazon's business. It's it's Lord Bezos' business, right? If you replicate your Amazon merch presence in Seller Central using the Printful integration, selling the uh, Gildan 64,000 t-shirts at $7.95 base cost and list them at $17.99, $19.99, I mean, honestly, just list it at $19.99. You, you're okay. You're protected. It doesn't mean that all your merch sales will translate into FBM sales. It's unlikely because merch is Prime eligible. But... Either way, you're protected to an extent. And I made a bunch of t-shirt sales in 2020 for the month that Amazon Merch was closed. So there's no reason for you not to heed that as a warning for what may come in the future, all right? Now let's talk about Etsy. And I need a sip of water. With Etsy, we need to play the game, but playing the game on Etsy is going to involve some different things. That's why I split it out into a different slide. First and foremost, I really believe that Etsy thumbnails make a huge difference. Remember, search, find, buy. Sometimes you need to reevaluate what you're doing from the buyer perspective. Now, it's a great thing, like one of the best things, and I always stress this in my courses and on YouTube too, probably, uh, but I I like to talk about transitioning from like mentally being a buyer to being a seller, like seeing things differently, thinking of things differently when we're participating in e-commerce on these platforms. But also, you can't lose sight of what it's like to be a buyer because <laughs> if you do that, your your presence will not be optimal. So it's like reset your expectations sometimes and like search, find, buy, be a buyer, right? And then translate your experience, evaluate what works from your competitors, translate that into a, in a plan of action as a seller. I very strongly believe that your Etsy thumbnails make a huge difference in, remember, search, find. So... Find can also have something to do with, like, your tags and your titles. Now, earlier I said, you know, as far as titles go, like, your long-tail keywords can really help differentiate you on Amazon. But Etsy's not Amazon. I personally think matching phrases on Etsy, and really, I like to keyword stuff the title. But I don't like to stuff it with repetitive keywords. I like to, in the title, put phrases that someone would search for associated with my listing. Okay, so search find. Now we've got good SEO. We've got good tags, but we're still in a sea of competition, a sea of options like on Etsy. They never I've never seen I've never done a keyword search on Etsy where the whole first page wasn't full of results, even if it was like fringe results that didn't really match. I feel like they always fill it. Your thumbnail is going to differentiate you from the competition. Now, there's also other things when I say play the game, like running a sale or maybe offering free shipping, those little things that show up in search results. Because, again, it's between you and, what, 60, I think, other listings in search results per page. How do you differentiate yourself to get that click? Well, your thumbnail needs to pop first and foremost. In my mind, it's like we know people shop with their eyes. They look at the images more than they read titles. And more than they even pay pay attention to price. They look at the product. Then they look at the price. Then they probably look at the title. You know what I mean? It's like probably in that order. So thumbnails, you can't skip that. Design. Oh, yeah, and by the way, Etsy does not have the same rule that, like, Amazon does with the white background. So, with Etsy, get creative with your thumbnails. A lot of people use thumbnail services where the models look super cool and it's, like, CGI. But, but you get away from what is most important. Remember, people are buying the design. So, they don't care about the model and how cool the CGI mock-up is. They want the design. So, in your thumbnail, I don't even use those premium services. I literally go to Printful, take the flat mockup, magic wand the background off, overlay it on some crazy color or cool looking background in a bold color that pops. And then I zoom in on the shirt design (laughs) so it's like they can see the design. For instance, something that I always find myself repeating when I do these shop reviews and Redbubble reviews is you need to be able to read any text in a design from the thumbnail. If you can't do that, you need to redo your thumbnail. You know what I mean? If if they cannot read the text in the design from the thumbnail, you got a problem. All right, and that brings me to design. So it's one thing to have a good design. By the way, design principles that I think matter most when we're talking about e-commerce. So again, it's completely different if we're talking about selling in a retail store, but on e-commerce, your designs need to be big and bold and pop. They don't need to be overly big and overly bold, but like if you use a really thin font, that, again, people can't read. It's, I just think you're doing it wrong when it comes to e-commerce. Again, we're talking e-commerce. you got to play the game. Even if you're a graphic designer and you hate hearing that because you know that the end product's not going to be as good as it could be, no one sees the end pr- It's print-on-demand. If there's no demand because you didn't play the game and they didn't click your listing in search results or they clicked it and they didn't like how it looked on a screen then they won't know that ultimately the end result would have been the best quality shirt, right? Because it will never get printed because the demand wasn't there, it didn't get ordered. So again, this is just my personal opinion, by the way. I'd love to hear your feedback in the comments below. If you agree, disagree, have any suggestions or feedback for me, definitely let me know. All right, so next, profit margin. I think on Etsy, I have no problem pricing a t-shirt for 19.99 plus shipping. Uh, I've told this before, but like I had my shirts split. So I, by the way, I had majority t-shirts. I probably had like, seven, 800 shirts up at the max, and I had them split about 50-50 of free shipping, non-free shipping. I didn't see a difference, so I'm a fan of $19.99 plus charging shipping. People go to Etsy. I don't think they're the most price-conscious people. I know people get away with charging a lot on Etsy because um, <laughs> I have a girlfriend that loves to shop on Etsy, so when it comes to profit margin, I think, you know, protect yourself. Don't be afraid to make five dollars plus profit per sale. and I think 1999 plus shipping with printful volume discounts and whatnot, like you can get there pretty, pretty well, pretty easily. make a healthy margin over five dollars. Uh, when it comes to feedback, protect your seller feedback. Remember on Etsy, your feedback gets displayed in search results on every single product listing. So if you don't have that first review, pay somebody, pay a friend, pay a family member to drop that first review for you. And then do everything you can to maintain positive feedback because, again, it's going to be everywhere. If you don't have good feedback, you're shooting yourself in the foot and you're really hurting the long-term outlook of your Etsy shop. All right, Redbubble. So we have to play the game. We have to keep in mind what is true. So no matter how much we want to be successful on Redbubble, because I know a lot of people, it's like Redbubble is their top priority. And if that's you, there's nothing wrong with that. I know not everybody can get into Amazon Merch. You should still be able to get into Seller Central, though, because I know they allow international sellers. So if you're on Redbubble and you're skipping Seller Central for some reason, try to get on there. Also, Etsy, again, get on Etsy. But with Redbubble, I always like to preface by saying lowest barrier of entry of all the aforementioned marketplaces and opportunities. And what does low barrier of entry translate into in real terms? Translates into... Higher competition, right? (laughs) Then what does higher competition translate into? Less money, typically, right? I mean, if, if it's all created equal, but that's the one with higher competition, then it's gonna be harder to make money if we put the same amount of effort into all these platforms and upload the same designs to the same products on all these platforms. We would expect to make less money from the one with the highest competition. So Redbubble, be realistic about your expectations. Also, Redbubble's so easy to create. Beautiful product listings, though. Again, like, just use a good template, right? Create a good template. I was gonna say, I do have a Redbubble course. It's also included in my print-on-demand course, but you don't need my course, right? Just don't cut corners on Redbubble. Uh, There's so much good YouTube content on Redbubble too. Like, go check out Phil's channel, The Money Game. You know, he talks a lot about Redbubble. Check out Juna, Detour Shirts. Check out um, Alex Strombu. Like, everybody's crushing it with Redbubble content. Just don't cut corners. If you set up a really good template, all you really have to do is be consistent with the dimensions you design at. And then use the clone function and keep uploading. I mean, it's, it, it's probably of all the platforms I've mentioned, it's like the easiest to establish a really professional quality presence on this platform. So with Redbubble, if you want to be successful, given that there's a low barrier of entry and increased competition, first bullet. I think that is important as far as you know the outlook for success, the, the plan for achieving success. Be agile. As much as I like to preach about my strategy for Amazon merch that I target almost exclusively evergreens that can sell today, tomorrow, any day over the next year because they're not tied to like a specific trending period of time. With Redbubble, I think you want to be agile. You want to chase trends. You want to look for validation as far as where the market is, like what the customers are actually buying. And what's cool is there's a number of free Redbubble trend tools that I've covered in previous videos, such as like Bubble Trends is one that comes to mind. You can probably just Google it. Anyways, like they update that all the time, so pay attention. And by the way, they pull their list right from Redbubble's Autocomplete because Redbubble's Autocomplete actually does suggest trends, things that are trending. So be agile. Also, check out um, Juna on Detour shirts, and I think The Money Game might be doing also um, top Redbubble trends each week. So, like, they do Redbubble-specific trends. So, go subscribe to them and, like, just watch those videos. Be agile. (laughs) You know what I mean? Be active. It's not like you're not going to get away with just doing evergreens the way I do on Amazon Merch on Redbubble. I think you need to be, like, really constantly looking for the next best thing. Or at least I would suggest doing that if you really want to achieve success in a short period of time. Um, Design. You can never skip adhering to good design principles. I still believe that, you know, everything I mentioned earlier, big designs, be able to read the text in the design from the thumbnail. On Redbubble, we don't control the thumbnail, so you won't be able to like zoom in. You you know what I mean? If you want to use like a thin weighted um, font and think you're going to zoom in like you can on Etsy where you can customize the thumbnail. On Redbubble, you can't, so you may need to change your approach there. As far as like the SEO, um, I just try to put, Unlike Etsy, where I'll put multiple phrase match keyword attempts in the title, on Redbubble, I'll typically just go for, like, one really good phrase that describes the um, the design, what someone would search for. Because, again, I'm just kind of factoring in the additional saturation. And I try to just lock in on one main um, phrase for the title. As far as tags, obviously, include good tags. I see a lot of single-word tags, so I've been leaning more that way after conducting, like, a pretty good analysis on a lot of the top listings. So rather than trying to stuff tags, um, and by the way, like Merch Titans Automation has a free Redbubble tag generator. I typically just use that, copy paste, right? Those tags come directly from the top ranked um, search results when you provide a seed keyword. So simple, right? Keep it simple, stick to what works. And uh, profit. Remember on Redbubble, they don't give us the ability to sort search results from price high to low and price low to high. They don't do that. So whatever you feel is right to be charging for your products, charge it. You don't have to worry as much about pricing. I don't th- at least in my opinion, uh, on redbubble. I think if people want something from you unless you're charging some asinine like profit margin because again, you key in the actual percentage, I think you'll be okay. Also again, just like to remind you to adhere to good pricing psychology practices don't charge 20.00 dollars charge 19.99 right i gave you a chance to fill in the blank there charge 19.99 right drop the left digit by 1 and you know drop the right digit by a penny and you drop the left digit by 1 and you'll get a higher click through rate higher conversion rate all right and then before i wrap up just wanted to say things i won't be doing as far as playing the game i still do not believe and the reason i'm mentioning this is cuz it's a lot of youtubers say it and i'm just i'm just voicing my opinion here I'm not a fan of social media, really not a fan of using it in general because it's a big time sink, but I'm not a fan of like trying to create some social media account to sling T-shirts on. Because keep in mind, guys, simply put, social media platforms make their money through advertising and through probably selling our data. But through advertising, what makes you think they're going to give us organic exposure when our intent is to use that organic exposure to bring people off of their platforms, it's so counterintuitive. And the amount of time it's going to take to scale up your web presence in front of real people where it's relevant, not, not just bots, because these social media networks are flooded with bots. It's going to take way too long. And remember, your time is money, so stick to what makes you money if that's your goal. My goal is to make money, and social media is not a big part of my plan. All right, and that's it for this video, guys. Just wanted to remind you, I do have a full print-on-demand course. As you can tell from this video, if you made it this far, there's a lot that goes into me making a blanket statement, generic statement that, like, play the game, right? When I say play the game, typically what I mean is what's covered, step-by-step, platform-specific in this course. And, um, you know, if you're interested, there's a link in the description. But thanks for making it till the end of the video, guys. I appreciate you, appreciate your time. All I ask, do me a quick favor. Hit that like button. Let the YouTube algorithm know that you like the video. And if you're not subscribed, you want to do so. This is my plea for you to click that big red button. But thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you tomorrow.